passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Door. Bumper. Clear. This is Door Bumper Clear, presented by Offer Pad, and I am TJ Majors. We had a big, big, big weekend in Dover and are back to talk all about it. Today we'll discuss Justin Allgaier's race in the DBC car, wheels coming off the cup cars, Ross Chastain and Martin Truex Jr. in the last lap, and much, much more. Here we go. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holla to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brenton, so bad. Jason is facing kind of fight in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is his spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thor Bumper clear nah don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors spotter of the six cup car the 68 expanded car and this is the 250th show it is and Amazing. we celebrated with a Bojangles biscuit this morning absolutely brett griffin spotter for colic racing fresh out of dover delaware Dover Motor Speedway now, right? Yeah. Isn't that the branding Motor of Speedway. it? Yeah. What's up? Freddie Craftspotter for Bubba Wallace, Landon Castle. I'll have Derek Krause again back this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. We're truck racing? We're truck racing. All Where are we this week? Racing. We're in Darlington. Darlington. God, I love that place. It's only 80 miles there from Myrtle Beach. No way you didn't already know that. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain races that He's you circle. He's probably on his way there right after yeah, the show. Yeah, I want to leave right now go to Columbia and Darlington Where? and Myrtle Beach. Columbia. Tell me, you want to go with me? No, I don't got a passport. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, want to talk about Colombia by chance? I mean, it's 250 the show. I told maybe. you it's a beautiful country. For <laughs> Freddie's beautiful country. For Freddie's sake, I'm going to introduce myself and move on mm-hmm. from this topic. Casey Boat here, marketing professional and official babysitter of Door Bumper Clear. And of course, we have the lovely producer Jason Schultz, fresh back from Dover, did a lot of content. What was your title this weekend in Dover? I'm just curious. Uh, Director of content and social media. I was 
in charge of all the content. Direct of sarcasm too with Landon Castle and Daniel Hemrick. That I was would have fun. thought you that at least great. upgraded yourself to vice president. At this I know. Point. <laughs> I would have I been know. something bigger. I was directing everything. We were CCO, chief content yeah. officer. We were taking a lot of photos, taking a lot of video. Really, really, really cool for them guys to play around with you, right? Yeah. Were they? Were they? Did they invite you in, or did you just bust up in the truck? Oh, of I'm course, curious. I just busted up. I own the place. <laughs> Landon's a lot like a lot of other drivers in the series. They don't ever listen to the show until you say something about them. Who's Landon? Yeah. And then Castle. Who's Landon? <laughs> yeah. I promise Landon you, if who? we talk about about him right here now he'll mention it to me tomorrow when he talks i'm sure he will well i don't know about you guys but i think that celebrating our 250th episode was uh we had the perfect way to celebrate it by watching the dormember clear car on track finish second on saturday i don't know i wish i was there i had severe fomo because it looked like a lot of fun and justin was on it i didn't know what fomo meant until last week and i asked my good friend nicole at new solutions is fear of missing out so casey not know what that meant casey had fomo while we were all in dover so while you were having fomo Yes. I went down there in my door bumper clear t-shirt and I took a picture by the car and I had a nice pre-race meeting with Justin, which clearly went well. Um, he listened to all the advice that I gave him. I'm sure. Uh, but no, man, I, I will tell you this. Of all the things I was proud of, that fire suit was freaking gorgeous. I know, it was. It, it was pretty. Uh, everything they they did for that, the car looked great. Everything yeah. they did. I, I have actually called Mike Davis, and I've demanded a 33-race primary sponsorship next year with Doorbell well, Clear. good luck. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought, you were gonna say you were gonna and, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were going to try to put the fire suit on, and I was going to strongly disagree. Yeah. I think I, we can I make this. We can, we can try. I can ask Justin for the suit, uh, see if you can try. I would pay to probably yes. you know, see Brett try to squeeze <laughs> I it. I will strip down butt naked right now. No, you won't. That thing I think out. I no, you're not going to do that. I think that would be. Oh, you would fit in it for sure. It will not come above my knees. It will not come above my knees. Absolutely not. And I don't want to say I've been in Justin Algar's pants, so never mind. I've changed my mind. I'm out. Well, way to make it inappropriate. But I will say... I have never been more proud to be a part of Dorm for Clear, seeing all the fans support. Oh, that's cute. You want to come give Brett a hug? I mean... Uh, <laughs> no, this wasn't Brett. This is not it's Brett. It's part of the group. I mean... There are exceptions, but... Super proud moment. I think it was cool. And thank you to Junior Motorsports, to Mike Davis, to Dirty Mo Media for making it happen. It was awesome. Top five proudest moments of my life to see a race car on track. And that's a big statement because I've been a part of a lot of paint schemes, a lot of sponsorships, a lot of awesome moments, wins, all the things. But to see, I mean, Mike Davis, myself, we're standing in a parking lot five plus years ago. And he's like, if you'll be the same guy on this podcast that you're on Twitter, I think this will work. And I was like, all right. He said, I'm bringing TJ Majors in. It's going to be a spotters only podcast. This is what we're going to do. And now look at us. We come from the basically doing it in a closet on a couch. Doing it to, in a to closet got our own on studio, TJ. Like, can you believe that this is what's happened? Yeah, that was a closet. It's funny that, you know, we were kind of like punished when we were in there. <laughs> and then Dell Jr. comes in and does one show. And next thing you know, there's a gigantic studio yeah, over there. Yeah. He's and, like, this uh, is this is not appropriate. Yeah. And then these guys deserve more than this. We've, so got, a studio. we've grown it so big that. We have our own studio he now. He wanted, he came on here. Like he said, I got to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he even tweeted last week about door bumper clear protected at all costs. He said, and he knew, he knows that car looked good. 
He knows that car looked great. He knows it did. Yeah, it's beautiful. He might not admit it, but... Um, I'm a little bummed that I wasn't on the car, but, you know... I saw a really good idea somebody had and well to do this the next time. Somebody said we should have put Casey on the tail panel so that everybody would have wanted to stay behind the car to look at Casey. I think he said series. it in a little bit more inappropriate words, but yes. Well, uh, I wasn't going to say that, Casey. I was just going to, you know... It was I agree. Still... I'm willing to test out the theory, so oh. not his version. You not, the, not his actual not, theory? Not his version, right. but... Anyway, so, I mean, what so Jason, I have an that? idea. I think we should do a giveaway. I think we should print off a really awesome picture of the car and have us sign it, and let's give it away on social media. What a great! You're, you're the director of content, and, and maybe Dale Junior would sign it too to make it actually be worth something. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Why well, don't you? Uh, why don't you bring some to that awesome sweet experience we're going to have? I'll, as I'll well. pay for the shipping because I know Mike's budget around here mm. gets really tight since he <laughs> overpays the three of us so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. How was the? Uh, you guys get paid. <laughs> <laughs> How was your pre-race appearance Sunday on the front stretch at Dover? It was awesome. There was one surprise, Jason, that we weren't aware of. Um, we showed up. We jumped on stage. We're having this great talk with the fans. We were fortunate enough to have Justin Haley and Corey LaJoy stop by. But after this thing was over, it was brought to my attention by my crew chief, Trent Owens, that our audio was being piped essentially through the whole state of Delaware. Everybody <laughs> at the racetrack, whether they were in the garage, whether they were outside of the midway, our audio was piped everywhere, so I would—I was not aware, and I guess it wouldn't really change much. But we were essentially broadcasted. <laughs> I don't know, man. We got Live. on there the, in the first Across fifteen the race, seconds. Right. We were on that stage. I thought we were going to get escorted off. So, well, one of us—I'm not going to mention any names—starts dropping <laughs> yeah. bombs all over uh, everybody, yeah. and I was like, I just looked at him. Oh, boy. yeah, and I'm I'm sitting there looking. There's all these like kids out there. I'm like, we're done. We're just gonna get out of here. I mean, we're not even, now that I didn't, went back and think about it, like all the kids. There was a couple kids in front of us, but now we're talking about all the kids at the racetrack because it's in the grandstands, the garage. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Like I used to I, watch a show like something at the Apollo, and they would bring this cane out and just hook them hook and pull the them off stage. I felt like I was probably gonna get hooked any minute. So basically, we're never going to be allowed to be oh, on stage not. ever again. Oh, well, well, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, probably not at a racetrack, but there's probably stages. That, well, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe Darlington hasn't learned yet because actually, you guys will be on well, stage. Nobody's, nobody's told Darlington yet, so they haven't had time. So we're going to do it again this week at Darlington. Yeah, yeah my, my buddy, Kerry uh, Tharp, president of the racetrack, uh, huge Gamecock fan, worked for University of South Carolina forever. He called me and he was like, man, I need some ideas on things to do to, to spike up this racetrack. Oh, and I was like, oh, I got a great idea. Carrie, just call Mike Davis and tell him that me and TJ and Freddie and Casey, if she's around, we want to come out and hang out with the fans. So we're back this weekend, trackside, Darlington. I yep. pray I make the race. What race? I pray we don't get escorted out of there. And we <laughs> <laughs> hey, these are my people. Well, that's the issue. That's the scary part. Oh, yep. yeah. I mean, remember, if you get a ticket on your way down there, call Brett. Remember? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, just do not speed through McBee. Okay, do not speak. Is it Mac B or Mc It's Mac B. Idiots grew up in the north. You don't know how we say towns down it's here. McBee. Where is it's the A? Mac B, South Carolina. MC is Mick. Okay, you stop in Mac B and walk in the Huddle House and in the convenience store and ask them how the they say their we name. We can't and help it's you guys got dumb accents. Mac B. You can't sound like just like Where's it's the not, A? Just like it's not Jamie McMurray. It's Jamie McMurray. Where do you get <laughs> nah. Where do you get a cheeseburger and a Happy Meal? McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, what a great sponsor. <laughs> uh, so trackside live stage at Darlington Sunday from 11 to 1130. Awesome. Y'all will be out there. Uh, you'll be joined by Donnie Allison and Red Farmer. Oh, Donnie Allison and Red Farmer. I thought it was Bobby Allison. I thought that's what the first one said. But Donnie Allison. I'll check. Woo. Dude, Red Farmer. 
Red Farmer's a I legend. I learned a lot about Red Farmer at the Hall of Fame deal when he gave, like, there, that that man. He's a stud. Dude, uh, like, unreal. Like, I, I hope that maybe there is, there's that he puts a book out someday because that that man has a lot of stories from just hard-nosed racing back in the day. And yes. Amazing, amazing stories that he told the, at the Hall of Fame. We're, uh, we're fortunate, and I truly mean this, I know I'm a sarcastic <laughs> here a lot. Um, that's not for for us to be able to share the stage with Hall of Famers like that's pretty freaking awesome to come from Pageland, South Carolina, wherever you Yankees came from. Like we, we I think we've made it. Not Pageland, you know? No, it's not Pageland. <laughs> it's Pageland. Some people call it Pageland. No, that's not how you say it. Well, there would be a space between the two words if it was Pageland, yes, or something. Or it would be you know if there if it was McBee, there'd be an A between the M and the C. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right, well, Monster Mile saw 21 green flag passes for the lead, which is the most since 2013, and now all is right in the world, and Chase Elliott has a win. What did you guys think of Dover? <clears throat> I told everybody at the show on Sunday morning that Chase Elliott was going to win at the pre-race deal, so if you, if you just want this week's winner, just make sure you stop by the show Darlington. at Darlington. Um, did you pick him? Here? On the, uh, no, no, because I can only see. use him once a year. Well, if you knew he was going to win. Different strategy. If you knew he was going to win. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dover, I don't know. I you know, I saw a lot of people praising the Dover race this week. And I'm kind of on board with Kelly Crandall. I read her article last night, and I, I thought it was a good race. I thought it was a good race. I did not think it was as great as everybody's kind of making it seem. But when you compare it to the last five or six years there, yeah, it's probably pretty good because they've been – awful so it's you know well, you thought talladega was a great race because your car was fast and yesterday your car sucked so you think the race sucked is that what I, we're trying to i just said the race was good if you clean your ears out <laughs> <laughs> I, but you got a temporary expectation that was a great race yesterday a great race i thought it was a great race okay i mean i've seen I, 20 yeah. five years of races at Dover. Is it, does it have anything to do with your and, car and, running and top and 10 I, all day i would i would rank <laughs> that one in the top six or seven races I've ever seen. Ever. Ever at Dover. I, me personally, in person, 25 years, yes. 100%. TJ, what do you think? You are still drunk. I, I do I think it was. That. I, I was on a wagon. <laughs> I was worried that it was going to be a Martinsville on steroids, um, that we were. it was going to be super hard to pass. And But the groove moved. When the grooves move there, it is a good racetrack. There is... The exits are narrow. There's a lot of room to get up. Like, I mean, we saw Kyle Larson spin out. That that's um, this reminded me of watching Kyle Busch back in the day, Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, Jimmy, Tony Stewart coming off turn four, just broadside every lap, driving it. That's what these guys were doing. And I saw the leaders Ross and and um, Chase raced side by side for what, three, four laps? Yes. For the lead. Ripping. Yeah, like just did, and waiting for one of them to have that little bit of slip up. Um, I, I thought the the only thing that I would like to see a little more of would be the times fall off just a little bit more for the tires. But I also liked the fact that there were lit lines to cross with tires. You could go too far with your setup and hurt the tire. We saw some guys have some right front issues, and I think that's – um. That's a big part of making it a good race. You know, we don't, it's not just an unlimited boundary there. We had guys that you could go too far and cross the line. 
Um, but uh, other than that, I, I mean, I thought it was a really good race. I mean, I hate to say the more we talk, probably the better the race is, but I felt like I had to talk a lot yesterday. I mean, there was constantly a lot going on, comers and goers. I feel like the winner of the weekend was Goodyear. I felt like they finally brought a tire that rubbered up the racetrack. We had tire fall off. Yes, TJ's right. There was a point where we kind of reached maximum fall off uh, when you started running those 20s to 40s there at the end of a run. But Goodyear was a winner. I thought the biggest loser of the weekend was whomever missed the opportunity to move the race up one hour on Sunday because we had a massive crowd show up at this race. We saw the rain forecast change. We could have easily moved this up to a 2 p.m. start, which would have gave us an opportunity to put more racing in front of our fans that are actually live. And, and that's what I mean is when we start putting our fans that are at the racetrack first, it's going to help our sport. It's going to help the environment of the event. It's going to help the energy. I'm a huge college football fan because the atmosphere is better at college games than pro games, period, hands down. Now, I'm talking about SEC football versus a freaking typical game. Now, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills – they bring it, right? But that's why people want to go there. That's why you want to watch on TV. They bring it, break it, and then I leave was, it. I was disappointed that as a sport, whomever has that authority, and I don't know who it is. We had Dell Jr. here two weeks ago. He told us TV is king. So maybe TV was king and said, no, we're not moving it up to 2 o'clock. But I was very disappointed that we didn't have an opportunity to put more laps in person live in front of everybody there. I will say, just knowing a little bit of background, you have to keep in mind the IndyCar race is going on right before it. There were you have other to keep conflicts. In mind, I don't care. <laughs> of course you don't. But I'm just trying to play devil's advocate as to why they. IndyCar isn't even it. a pimple on a bull's ass in our sport, and I, I mean that with all due respect. If it were the Indy 500, Casey, I would eat crow. This is not the case. They have a couple 300,000 viewers to our 2.4 or to 4.5 million viewers, depending on what network we're on. If we're if we're making decisions based on what IndyCar is doing, we're already failing. It was a pure statement about the fact as to why they might have made I thought the atmosphere at the track was really good Sunday morning. Uh, looking at that crowd, I mean, that, that stage that was behind the front stretch, that right. thing was How about the Amish rocking. band out there rapping and singing <laughs> Motley Crue? They were <laughs> they dressed had, as Amish um, people. So I looked out, out there past like where the monster is, and they had like a great-looking fan area for all yeah, sorts yeah. of stuff going on. Like, we, we looked out before we went down to ours, me and Brett were sitting there and there was a huge crowd of the monster. Somebody was must be doing over there doing an appearance. There was a huge crowd at the, at the stage where the, yeah. where the Amish band was playing. We <laughs> had a huge crowd on the front stretch for how did the Amish deal. band get electricity? <laughs> That's what I can figure out. Hey, shout out real quick too, before we move what on, an idiot. Marcus Smith and SMI, they're rain playing. If, if you're a ticket holder there, they give you one full year to get a, to, to come to another SMI racetrack. Hey, there's some really good SMI tracks coming up this summer and in the fall. So shout out to those guys for taking care of, of the fans because it makes you realize that that they want the fans to be a priority. But but the tracks don't have a say in whether or not you move it up an hour. You know, I, it's you said you can't only you beat a dead horse on here. <laughs> we we with this deal with starting the races late with our tracks with no lights. You don't give yourself any kind of window. You get rain, the race is over. You know, and it's that happens. It's unfortunate, and it happens a lot. You know, yeah. and but uh, you know, I don't know. It's there's it's, tons of theories out there on why Dover doesn't have lights. Like there's there's all these theories of the town won't approve it, or you know, whatever won't approve it. Like at the end of the day, if they don't have lights, you have got to move that start up because yeah. you, like you said, if the start is three fifteen and it's raining at three fifteen. You're already looking at a 5 p.m. start. Well, the sun goes down at 8, you're in trouble. You don't have a window. To, yeah, to, 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 to it really it. hurts the people that go there. 
you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, I don't know. To me, that's, you can, if you want to watch the race, like if you're working, people watch the race on their phones, all sorts of things now. So it's not like you're limited to your house when you watch our races anymore. That's, but I, I hate it for the people that go there and, living the experience there and, you know, they get to see a little bit of the race and it was a good race, man. I, I would have wanted to see all of it. Agree with it. And you. it trickles down to the teams also because the teams now can't get hotel rooms because, you know, the, the, the rain was projected really mostly at that night, you know, it was like seven, eight o'clock. It was going to start. So I don't think a lot of teams really were worried about the rain. And all of a sudden we look and it's, it's going to get here faster. It's going to get here at two, three o'clock now. And now they don't have hotel rooms. So now a majority of the teams had, and some drivers even had to fly home. Our, my team went home. I did not, but my team went home and their flight back the next day was at six o'clock in the morning. There were, the boarding began at six o'clock in the morning. So now, and you weren't going to get home till seven and a guy, yeah, six you, or seven. Yeah, oh, and you, I'm not, you, even you, if I go home at, at least seven, if I get home at noon, no, I'm not going to, I'm not, it's not like I'm ever going to go to bed at nine o'clock. It's just, I don't do that. Um, so, but like, a, like Jason Jarrett, he went home, had a drive from Concord to Hickory. So that's even, that's an hour and a half at least. Yeah, then at least. get up at probably four o'clock knowing him and drive another hour and a half down here to back, go back. So, I mean. No, it was probably earlier than that. It probably was earlier than probably that. Probably about three. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're I, taking off at six, when they take off? They took off. The don't take off was like, the doors closed at like 645, I think. Oh, so yeah. Be at 6.15. I, I text our travel lady, Kathy, who's awesome, and I was like, hey, I do not want to fly home and get home at 930 and get back up at five. I won't sleep good. She's like, well, we're all flying home. And I was like, okay. So I got on the phone and I spent 300 bucks to spend a night at a comfort inn. But hey, you, is that my, what you're doing in the rain right there? I got my yes. eight hours. I got my, yeah, I was standing there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, found, we found the <laughs> only spot at Dover Speedway where the freaking cell phones work. So that's why we didn't get, we, we were literally standing in the rain trying to find a room. <laughs> we drove by him and Herm's like, what are those idiots doing standing in the pouring rain? <laughs> On the phone. We were making sacrifices. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's kick off Spot On Spot Off by hearing a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Is it time to do something different in your life and make a big old move? Well, if it is, let our friends at OfferPad help you out. If you need to sell your home to make that big move, OfferPad is the easiest and most convenient way to do so. And you can get the process started right now. Log on OfferPad.com and take five minutes to fill out the form about your home. You answer some basic questions and five minutes later, you'll submit it to request a cash offer. Yeah, and that cash offer will be ready for you in less than 24 hours. It's never been this easy to get started with the home selling process. Now that the summertime is approaching, I may need to do just that so I can find a home with a pool. Do not tell Megan. Hey, good news, Freddie. After you submit the form about your current home, you can shop for homes on OfferPad.com and find one with a gigantic pool. We're racing at Darlington this weekend, and South Carolina has an OfferPad market in one of my favorite cities, Columbia, South Carolina. If you live there or are wanting to move there, please use OfferPad.com. I don't think I'd ever want to live in Columbia, but that's okay because OfferPad has markets all across the United States, so I'm sure I could find a home with a pool somewhere else. And most important part, when asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR options so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f***ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... Um... Uh... Uh... 
there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic. Justin Allgaier leads the most laps, but finishes second driving the doorbumper clear car in the Xfinity race at Dover. Spot on, spot off. Brett. Spot on. Proud of Justin. Proud of uh, of what we've done here. Really happy for our listeners. Um, man, Josh Berry just rained on our parade. You know what I mean? I mean, he just flat out rained on it. Um, I saw in stage two him come to life, and I saw him running Justin down, and I saw him move up. And again, we just talked about it with TJ. When you can move around, you can make things happen. And I saw Josh moving around. I was like, man, we might be in trouble. And then we had the bad pit stop at the end, lost some spots. For Justin to come back to finish second in and of itself is a pretty big statement. But I mean, spot on for Justin being a good player. I mean, he came on the podcast for us to announce the deal. All the fans bought up the the die cast and the t-shirts. Um, as, as proud as I was to see what the brand's done and what the show's done, it's it's equally as proud um, just for all the listeners out there who were pumped up. I saw a ton of freaking DBC shirts walking around at the casino. Yes, Obviously, we saw some at the racetrack. So did I want to win? Once Daniel Hemrick, we restarted second. Once we were fading, and it was obvious we didn't have the speed to contend for the win. I was truly pulling for Justin. I was like, man, win this race. I want to go to victory lane. Not only for all our <laughs> lovers, but also for some of you haters out there jesus i'm spot on justin drove a great race uh i am spot off for uh jason burdett probably sharing his speed secrets there way to go burdett you kind of messed this one up for us because justin's been that's one of justin's best tracks if not his best track so um but yeah great great run for justin made it you know put our faces out front for a long time and uh, the the main part is he didn't. I don't think there's a scratch on the thing. So that that was that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, spot on. Great job, Justin. Everyone involved with it. It was cool to see it run good and lead a bunch of laps. Ready. So I have a confession to make. Oh God! So we turned the lights off. And you need to go in that in that room. <laughs> I think it's my fault. We lost. Tell them the story. So oh, oh you did the keys thing. Wait a stage what a, two. What a Hashtag so, jinx. So I'm all the way to the left of the spotter stand, and Jason Jarrett, my teammate who rides with me at 2311, is all the way to the right. So Justin wins stage two. I'm like, man, this thing's a missile. Like I think we're in good shape here, but I didn't want Jason. Like I was going to go to victory lane if we won, so I didn't want Jason to take off off the roof, get to the car, and not have the keys, and me not be going out there, and then him <laughs> being stuck. So I was like. I better go give him the keys to the car just in case. Yeah. So I went down there, gave Jason the keys. I said, hey, just in case Justin wins this thing, he got to take the keys. So, you know, not even thinking in my mind that Jason spots for Josh. So now you double whammy. I double whammy. Yes. So then Jason, now that I had to go back after they took the lead and the late late caution, I just went to give me my keys back, kiss my ass. So then I had to try to take him to victory lane. Oh, but yeah, I mean, like these guys said, just... (laughs) Super proud of Justin, them guys. And we see this a lot, too, with, like, I feel like Danny back in the day elevated everybody at Gibbs, like, Martinsville performance. You know, once, like, Danny won a bunch of races, and all of a sudden Kyle was winning a bunch, Martin was winning a bunch. Um, you see this here with, I think, Justin at Dover. I think, where'd they finish? Like, first, second, fourth, and fifth or something like that? I mean, oh, Sam that- Mayer. <laughs> Sam Mayer come from the back twice. And uh, I'll tell you what, if that kid ever learns how to stop speeding on pit road, he, he might does. actually, he's that's like, not actually that hard to learn. He's like the new Denny Hamlin. Maybe I mean, just he's, stop speeding it's every week. It's like, like every week. Who's going to tell him that 
you, that's the worst penalty you can get, and you do it to yourself. I, like, I just told him. Good Lord. Yeah. Do you not like running with faster cars up front and winning? Yeah, I agree with you. I'll tell you what else was cool, too, about this particular paint scheme is – sponsorship activation, like seeing what Jason did at a racetrack. And I'm not saying this because you're sitting here, Jason, but like, it's really cool to see sponsors dive in and get the most bang for their buck. And it's pretty obvious that Dirty Mo Media knew how to do that and leverage this thing. And and it was really cool to see all the drivers be good sports like Landon, Daniel, even AJ. I saw AJ had a major role in one of your videos. Like, it's really cool for those guys to to participate in that because they don't have to do that, right? That's out of the goodness of the sport and heart and and just appreciating everything. Which one's Landon? Landon um, Castle. He lives in a castle. Oh, who's what? You spot for that, Freddie? <laughs> yeah, he drives one of those cars. <laughs> oh, so basically, hashtag blame Freddie for the yeah, loss. Yeah, blame Freddie. As soon as the restart, as soon as the restart happened, I wanted to run back down there and get the keys because all of a sudden Justin was running with us. I was like, <laughs> I think I messed this up. I knew it was going to be bad because I like literally we had our pit stops and then I went walked off went to the bathroom, came back and I'm like, what the hell happened here, Freddie? Oh, spot on, spot off. NASCAR's decision to not give teams an extra set of tires during the cup race. TJ. I'm spot on with it. I mean, it puts you, you know, I'm fine with the limits like that. You got every team, same for everybody. So that's what kind of creates some different pitch strategies. And that's where you get some comers and goers and, you know, it mixes things up. If everybody was on the same tire every single stop, it's, I mean, I, I like it. Yeah, I think I'm I'm a thousand percent spot on just for the fact that I think this is what lends itself to making some of the Xfinity races so good that we talk about how much better they are than the cup races a lot of times is they have tire limits. They have strategy. They can't just come down pit road every time the yellow flag comes out. You know, there's certain instances where I think, you know, you remember, um, well, Indianapolis back in what 2008 or whatever it was, when we had a caution every 10 laps, because oh, yeah, that, that was that, that was a track issue. You know, that was no, a, that was a Dell Jr. issue. <laughs> that was a track issue where they, I mean, they literally wore tires out every what 10, yeah. 12 oh, laps. Yeah. We ran like 10 and it blew. So, so um, you know, that obviously Garbage. warrants that obviously warrants the NASCAR to step in and do something. This was a team thing. Teams pushed some of the 100%. limits, and and they and they had excessive tire wear versus other guys. We never had a tire issue all day long, there, you know, but at some teams, I think, did you court a tire at the end of that run? I know you were backing up real hard. No, um, I was out there on like 50 lap tires. Yeah, that's what we, saying. We, we tried to save a set there. Yeah. And obviously out for try position. Um, it worked good for a little bit. But like it, we did the same thing. We were on 50 lap tires also, but we were able to move forward yeah. at the end where the colleague cars were backing up. So obviously they were a little more aggressive on something and had less tire left than we did. Um, but you, you know, some guys got, but I think Reddit got a flat. Yeah. Like it's this risk is, versus reward. Yes. This is, there are certain things you can do to a car in race setup that get, that's that, you know, it's faster, but it's risky. And T- I like TJ, TJ spot on. Freddie's a thousand percent spot on. I'm 1 million percent spot off. This is oh God. the cup series. This is off. the premier series in America where we have tens of millions of dollars to spend, and we're going to start limiting tires. If you see that, you're going to see guys stay out at the competition caution. You're going to see the whole strategy be known the night before the race. I will eat crow on something I said last year about this one lug nut deal. I said one lug nut is going to make the pit stops more even. We're going to see less movement on pit road. Holy cow, is that a lie? We're seeing all kinds of movement on pit road when the caution comes out. Um, But I am for teams at the Cup Series level – when the caution comes out, if you're at Darlington, if you're at Dover, even if you're at Talladega, if you want to come get tires, this is big boy racing, you should have the opportunity to come get tires. Spot off. Couldn't, yeah. that, 
He's not an, he's being an idiot. Don't eat, yeah, don't don't listen to him. So you think it's better to just come down, fire four tires on there all night long, versus having you any kind of tire strategy? Nobody, nobody's going to do the same thing there. Yeah. Nobody makes you come get tires. Makes, nobody. We had an opportunity yesterday to pit or stay out. We had tires. We stayed out. So you still when when Ryan Newman won all those races staying out. Did we have limited tires? No, he opted for trap position. He opted for two. He opted for four. These crew chiefs make $500,000 plus a year to decide whether or not to pit and what adjustments to make when they pit. That's what they if did yesterday. If you don't have unlimited tires, you don't even have a decision. You got to say, oh, I got to save a set here. There's 100 laps left. I can't burn it. I'm not for that. Not or, that that's, that's, that's completely. Yeah, that's, or it's the that's, complete opposite that's, that's where so you just dumb. assume everybody's going to There was so take much tires. talk on our radio whether we wanted to try to save a set or not pit. You don't do that if you have limited tires. This, yeah. this, this is the Cup Series. This is not the Xfinity. The Xfinity Series does it for cost. The Cup Series has already done enough to save these owners money. If they can't afford a $2,500 set of tires, they don't need to be out there. I can't wait for the 350th episode for Brett to bring up this episode back and say, <laughs> I was wrong on that right there. The only thing that I've ever in my career considered is when you guys talk about different compounds. And, and I don't really even know where I stand on that, but if you had a softer tire or, or two sets of soft tires laying um, – would that be a thing I would entertain? I would listen to your argument on yes or no. But to limit tires in the Cup Series for me is profound. Whatever you say, Brett. Spot on, spot off. Hey, let car. me work out. How many sets do we have? I have no idea how many we have. Eight or ten? I had to figure it out. I know we had three. I had three left in the last stage. Uh, so we probably had seven or eight, I would think. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man, and you got to be careful, and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. A caution comes out for A.J. Allmendinger's tire during green flag pit stops while leaders Kyle Busch and Alex Bowman pitted. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Oh, uh, if I was a thousand percent spot off, I saw it on the last time. I got to be a billion percent spot off here. Um, this was the most dangerous situation we've seen yet with this deal. Yeah. Um, you know, you got a tire rolling around the racetrack with cars at speed, you know, and a confined location, you know, you're gonna, I mean, listen, I don't know what the fix is. And I've talked to a couple tire changers and it simply sounds like the pressure to be fast is outweighing the need to get the tire tight. And some of these guys, some of the more inexperienced guys that are around doing pit road or on pit road can't tell if the tire's tight. So you think it's tight, you leave pit road and guess what? It's not. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors in that everybody the, the boils down to everybody. Like Brett said, the, the movement on pit road is so much this year that, you know, 
small mistakes not used to cost you one or two spots. Now they cost you 10 or 15. Um, so the, the window of how fast you've got to be, we've got teams inventing new styles of pit stops with this deal. So I think the pressure of how fast you want to be, guys are dropping the jack a little bit too fast before the wheel gets completely tightened up. You know, the, the, the changer is just hitting the lug and, and coming off before it's too tight. So, you know, it's just the, the onus on being the fastest is causing these guys to leave these wheels loose. And, and it's not something new. This is not new in the sport. We guys, we had wheels loose every week last year, but the problem is you got a chance to fix it. You know, you go out there and feel it. Okay, I got a loose wheel. I got to come back to pit road and fix it before your damn wheel falls off and you lose half your team for a month. But if your if your wheel was loose last year, you had a sixty to eighty percent chance that it would stay on. Stay and be on, fine. Yeah, and be because you had five lug nuts on that particular wheel, and if you hit three in a triangle, you actually could run a full run on it, right? So that's a sixty percent, eighty percent if you got four. I mean, on. They were they were doing four on purpose most of the time, right? You know, like to, you, to get off pit road faster. Yeah, so that's where this came from. But um, Casey. I did, this could be a show in and of itself. I really wish we had a Jackman in here, um, a tire changer in here, a crew chief in here, an owner in here, um, a NASCAR representative in here, because to me, this warrants a gigantic discussion. This tire came off when A.J. Amendinger left pit road, and we had a long lapse from the time the tire came off until the caution came out. And if a vehicle running 160-plus miles an hour hits that tire – I don't know what happens. I don't know if the tire goes over the backside of the casino or if it goes through the driver's windshield. I don't know what can happen here. So when we have a tire loose, the NASCAR spotter has to call the tire out and the NASCAR tower has to immediately respond. So we had an error there where there was a big lapse. And that's what concerns me the most about the situation. When I look at it, though, as another tire came off, Denny Hamlin's tire came off. Like every race, somebody's losing a tire. Um, the tire changer, the jack man, something's going on. I mean, I heard there was one scenario yesterday where the one lug nut actually fell out of the gun and the guy didn't know it and he hit the tire. He thought the lug nut was on the tire and when the car left, the lug nut was laying on the ground. Okay. So if, if we have those situations occurring, um, I had a long debate with Jeff Burton about this. I don't know if you guys were around when I was talking to him about it the other week when we were at Richmond. And and I was basically saying, Jeff, we've got to do something here. This isn't working. And he's like, well, every other form of motorsports in the world makes it work with one lug nut. Why can't we? Well, I don't know, Jeff, but right now we cannot. So what do we do to make this stop? I mean, when you look at a team like Joe Gibbs Racing, everybody on that team is a Joe Gibbs Racing employee. Okay. Colleague Racing. None of those guys are colleague racing employees. They're all track house racing employees. So we have got a tire changer, a jack man, and now our crew chief for AJ Amendinger that is suspended um, when two of those guys are just subcontracted out, right? So, I mean, it, it's a very fickle situation on what I think is fair. Do I, And I'll go back and say this again. I said this to Jeff Burton. Four races is too long. And guess what you're bringing in to take that guy's place? A less experienced guy. A guy that's not good enough to be a starter on Sunday. So because we had a personal foul on a safety on our defense, we're kicking our quarterback and our running back out too. I don't agree with the way NASCAR is handling these suspensions and these particular things. And, I mean, we talked about this week freaking one at Daytona. We saw two, three guys lose their tire there. We cannot keep doing this. Something bad is going to happen. So what's an adequate suspension? 
I don't know the answer to the question. I wish I did. I, I can't say that that getting rid of your best tire changer, who made a freaking the lug nuts laying on the ground, which is not supposed. The lug nut is supposed to stay in the gun. Tell the, me, the how guns are built. That think, happens. What about the crew chief? Do you think the crew chief has any say? It's, in it's if no the different than me walking down. You're, you're right. If it's no different than me walking down to TJ and unplugging his radio and throwing it off the back of the roof and saying, "Hey, good luck spotting without your radio." So, like, I see a lot of people ask us about this on Twitter or whatnot um, about the crew chief being suspended. And nowadays, I think it's ridiculous that the crew chief gets suspended. Last year, it was it was almost acceptable to me because the crew chief was the one making the call to whether they were going to put three lug nuts or four lug nuts or five lug nuts on this pit stop. You know, the last stop of the day was always five, but I promise you before that, they were putting four on every time. So that was a call the crew chief was making, you know, to his pit crew. So I could understand that back then, you know, if you tell the guy to hit four and he's only getting three tight and the wheel falls off, that's on you. Uh, nowadays, the crew chief's got nothing to do with it. I don't understand how the crew chief is still getting suspended. I don't know what the answer is. Is the answer just don't suspend them? Because like Brett said, you're, you're asking for more trouble by putting less experienced guys out there. You're going to have more wheels falling off. Um, so maybe it's a fine. Maybe it's a hefty fine. Maybe it's a points hmm. penalty what do you for do the team. No qualifying next week, starting the back, something I, like that? I, I, I think, I mean, we see now what hurts the most is points penalties. And I think. Oh, you think? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look yeah. where you're at in points <laughs> over one point penalty. You know, you if you start losing wheels, take points away. You know, and, and I, I don't know that it has to be 100. But, you know. So, but going back to the root of the problem, then, if car, if teams are trying to make the fastest pit stops possible, which is fair because, you know, that's their job. What can be done to mandate wait making on sure fuel. that it's safe? You make them wait on fuel. To ensure that it's on. I, I mean, if you if I if I if I tell you that I'm going to give you a 25 to 50 point penalty for your wheel falling off, maybe you're not so worried about losing three spots on pit road. Denny's wheel still falls off. Oh, 100 percent. I'm not. You, I mean, it's still I'm not saying your, your idea is bad. I'm just saying. Again, this could be its own show if we had the right people in the room, but those those conversations are going to happen behind closed doors this and is somebody's going to get risk, mad at us for talking about this it. This is the risk versus reward thing. Do you want to be fast off the road first or do you want to make sure they're all tight and you don't have a penalty of some sort? Like this is what creates the separation but, but and, the thing and change is, on but, pit but, road. But here's the thing. Nobody is leaving pit road with an intentional loose wheel. That tire changer thinks he's good. That jack man thinks he's good. Like – if we all wait on the same amount of fuel, everybody's going to come off pit road. I mean, we we spent all winter training for this, and then the very first race, we're kicking people out for a month. Holy yeah, cow. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if I agree with the suspensions I, of the of the I, personnel, but I, I 100% disagree with it. I do think Freddie might be on, like some sort of like, like you don't qualify next week or you get a fine or a point penalty or something like that's more adequate, in my opinion. But moving on, Ross Chastain throws a block on Martin Truex Jr. in the 19 Rex on the backstretch while battling for third on the final lap. Freddie. You know, I, I watched this last night when I got home. I got on the plane and obviously I'm on the Joe Gibbs racing plane and some of the guys were really mad and Martin, you know, got taken out and this, that and the other, but I did not see it at the time and I got home and I was expecting it to look a lot worse than it did. Um, I, it looked to me like Ross got a good run off a of turn two. I'm sorry, Martin got a good run off a of turn two and was going to get to the outside of Ross. And I listened back to Ross's audio and, and Brandon McReynolds kind of counted it down just like any of the three of us would. You know, it was one back coming top, you know, outside. And Ross decides to, you know, kind of crowd him a little bit and take his lane away. I don't think he like egregiously stuffed him in the wall. He just kind of moved up and made Martin lift. 
And when the, the, these cars react a lot different than Bubba had told me this back in, I forget if it was Vegas or wherever we almost killed Eric Jones. Um, he went to miss a wreck and I was calling bottom because the bottom was way clear and there's a little bit of room up top and he went top and he just told me, he said, listen, I know the bottom was open and it was the safer route. He says, but in that instance, if I would have tried to hang a left to the bottom, I would have wrecked. And then we did wreck when we tried to miss Eric Jones that later in that race. So these cars react differently. And Danny, I think, had the same issue when he hit Cody Ware. You know, he jumped on the brakes and the thing snapped sideways. And now he's trying to gather it back up. Um, so now he's chasing it down the hill. But, you know, when Martin rolls out of the throttle, I mean, there's very slight contact in the video that I saw. And then Martin rolls out of the throttle and he's just like he's along for the ride the rest of the way down the backstretch. But, you know, of course, Ross don't care. We already said that last week. But, you know, it's it is it, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to look like. I want to talk about something. Freddie and I had dinner with Ryan Priest on Sunday night after the rain out. And what did he say about these video cameras? Unbelievable. He said they're unbelievably good. So Ross is getting information from his resources spotter telling him that this guy has a run. This guy's coming outside and Ross, in my mind, used that camera to the fullest extent that he could to basically say, I'm willing right now as a guy with two wins as a guy who's locked in this playoff, I'm willing to slide up in front of Martin Truex and see what the he's going to do. And what did Martin do? He lifted. If Martin doesn't lift, does Martin get wrecked? I think he, no, well, probably not. Maybe he gets caught in it, but Ross Ross gets wrecked. I think the way the freaking banking is there, he shoots Ross across the bottom of that racetrack. Ross hits a ton and Ross wishes he wouldn't have came up. Martin Truex was outside of Ross Chastain when Ross moved up. But once again, we're back to what we talked about last week. If Ross races you like a butthole, he doesn't care. I've spotted for Ross Chastain. I know what he's capable of doing. He is a super talented fast race car driver. And these cars are obviously fitting his driving style like nobody else. I mean, there are guys that we're seeing who are talented drivers struggle in these cars. If if you think Ross Chastain got out of that Spire car and all of a sudden could get in this car and run 25 spots better. We talked to Corey LaJoy about it on, on the stage the other day. That's not how this happened. This is a good car. This is fitting Ross's driving style. And I wouldn't want to be his teammate right now. Would you I, want to be Ross Chastain's I, teammate right I, now, a two-car team? I have that in my notes. You know, And you see that teammate making some mistakes on the racetrack. Speaking of Corey LaJoy, he ran Corey LaJoy over. Suarez did. On Saturday, oh, yeah. uh, Sunday or Monday, whatever day it was, and wrecked them. You know, I mean, he legit just wrecked Corey LeJoy, just overdrove Corey the entry. ran really well. Corey was running top, top 15. 18. Yeah, he was running like, yeah. I mean, Corey. he was having a hell of a run. And we talked about it, you know, before the race. I said, Corey, what would it take for you to leave here happy? And he's like, man, if I get out of here with a top 20, I, we've had a good day, you know. And, and he's Corey doing did. it. Yeah, Corey did all a great day. job. And then he just gets run over by a guy overdriving his entry. And, I mean, is that a product of that? You know, you're you're back here racing with Corey for 18th, and Ross is leading every lap. You know, is or, or is the is the heat turned up? Are you trying too hard here? And that's a good track for Daniel usually. So it's and weird. The heat's definitely get the – someone's – Ross is – turning the, the thermostat up yeah. as it goes here. But I, I'm spot off because you have two wins. You got the first win pretty aggressively. You're on some people's list probably already. You get the next win. You, you think? <laughs> you get the next win. You know, I know he, he just did the, you know, let the other guys clear the path for him there. But to get back on the lead lap, you made a super bold, aggressive move. To, to be in the lucky dog position, you were basically hoping to get jam everybody up and have a wreck behind you. You get the lucky dog right then. 
which is super dangerous. But like you said, he does not care. Now you got a guy like Truex, you know, arguably in a little bit of a slump for Martin's terms. Uh, Martin's, that. Martin's been really good um, at one of his best tracks. Yep. Having and, a great day and having a, having a good day. Going to come out of there pumped up. Um, but now because just an unnecessary block and he's not even going to guarantee pass you race one more corner. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to guess who's he just put himself on another list with another guy. Now you're for no reason. Joy Logano was on that list one time. And what happened to him? He won a championship. Yeah, but I don't think Ross is worried about Mars list. Yeah, but I I just think it's, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. You're not racing for a win right here. That that win was six tenths of a mile might change your full season right there. We get to the playoffs. Martin's having a bad day. Ross is in a transfer position or possibly, you know, it, oh, I remember this. You don't even have to concede to run fourth by letting him outside. You concede no. to race him back to the you're line. You're racing him. But again, Martin Truex lifted. Ross Chastain doesn't care. And here we are. Yeah. I And I, and I would love to have Ross on the show right now because I'm telling you, I know what his stance is. I don't take my friends. <laughs> I, I to, know. I don't. I, I take my friends to race track with me. I don't go to make friends with these guys. To your point about the camera, just to preface this, I don't know if he had it in because a lot of guys don't use it. Bubba only uses it at super speedways. So, but but I still, yeah, he might not have. But but that he t- has mirrors. But touch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, and for and a, a guy like that, he don't. It didn't matter mirrors or not. He was coming up. Um, camera. But yeah, absolutely, he was coming up no matter what. I thought Jason was giving me like the cutthroat symbol over there oh, for a no, second. He's yelling at <laughs> shit. We're about was, to choke him I out. thought he was like cut it. I was like, oh, what am I? Can't talk about <laughs> cameras? I don't know what's going on. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, we're done. Are you sure? I don't know. Jason's cutting my throat. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spot on, spot off the Cup Series point standings after 11 races. Austin Zendrick and Denny Hamlin are outside the top 16, but locked in with wins, while Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick are 15th and 16th, but not locked in. Brett. Man, uh, I, I got to be spot off for what Tyler Reddick is experiencing, the speed that he's had this year, um, the the race taken away from him at Bristol. Uh, you talk about a guy on a list, like if I'm Tyler Reddick, man, I got a target on Chase freaking Briscoe because he's the reason. Chase Briscoe is single-handedly the reason Tyler Reddick is not locked into this playoff as of right now. So to see him on that fringe, huge spot off for him, the speed he's had. Obviously, they missed the setup at Dover. Reddick was never a factor. Um, Austin Dillon was never that great either yesterday, um, which is ironic because the college cars were, were pretty decent. They were definitely top 12 cars between A.J., uh, before he had his problem, and obviously Justin Haley. But I think that's what this excitement brings. I mean, you've got a guy, Austin Sendrick, and, and I'm friends with his spotter, Doug, and I said to him um, at his victory party, I said, Doug, no matter what happens this year, you're a Daytona 500 winner the rest of your life, you're locked into the all-star race, and you're locked into this playoff. And that's definitely what it looks like is going to happen. So big win for a guy like him who we didn't necessarily see. I wouldn't have had Austin Sendrick winning the Daytona 500. I probably wouldn't have had me even winning a race. There's a reason – 
he's won a race in 18th in points because he's struggling at a lot of these places. He smoked the wall yesterday. That's what you expect a rookie to do. You don't expect a rookie to go out and win a bunch of races. But, I mean, big get for Denny Hamlin. I mean, here's a guy that I think is a top six driver in the entire sport sitting outside of the points, yet he's locked in. So I, this is why the chase was created this way. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Denny. Let me tell you something. Denny's in a little bit of a danger zone. And I say this because of what we just talked about, point penalties flying around the sport. You know, they don't have a lot of room to play with any kind of, you know, rear tail panel like the six car did. Because if right now, if Danny was there, were to get a 100-point penalty, he's out of the playoffs. Yeah. Because it knocks him back to 32nd in points. He can't. He's got to be top 30 with a win. Yeah, he's got to be top 30 and a win. So he would be, if he got a 100-point penalty tomorrow or today, they, Tuesday's their day. And guess what he lost? 32nd. Guess what he lost for Tech? What his crew it? chief. Oh, yeah. For four weeks. For four weeks. Um, so he'd be 50 points behind Been Brad. Been there. Yeah, you know, he'd be 50 points behind Brad right now for 30th in points if he fell, if he got a 100-point penalty tomorrow. I mean, when we got in trouble for the deal with the wheel, um, we oh, went Ryan. to we went to another racetrack, and we failed tech three times and had to do a pass-through penalty to start the race. Well, guess why? Part of the reason why was our crew chief wasn't there. I mean, Freddie just experienced it. He had some challenges, to say the least, without your crew chief being there. 100%. Um, it's, it's a pain in the butt. It changes the game. I think the one of the guys I wanted to give a shout-out to looking at the point standings was Eric Jones. Him and Dave Allens have been fast just about every week that I can think of. You know, they, And they've, they've had some issues where they've wrecked late in races where he could be even higher in the points. Uh, so that car, that team's had a lot of speed. You know, the, another team where you look at, you know, the performance of one and, and the other. Uh, but, yeah, Eric's been super good uh, just about every week. Um, they're, I think they're in the last playoff spot, right? They're 14th in points, so that puts them in right now. Um, but, I mean – I know, of course, this is the time of year where we see, you know, we've had nine winners in 11 races and everybody's going to say, oh, this, this is the year. This is going to be more than 16. There's not. You know, I mean, you look at it. I mean, we can run down a list here and I can ask you guys. Uh, Blaney going to win a race probably. If I'm going to say, if I had to guess, Blaney's probably winning a race. How many winners are there right now? There's nine right now. Okay, so that'd be 10. That's 10. Truex probably going to win a race, I would say, between now and the, whatever the cutoff is. Typically speaking, and I, I mean, I'm new car, wider tire, all the things, but typically speaking, TJ, what is the hardest part of our season to be a stud? It's when it's hot outside. It's summertime. Hot it's when tracks. these tracks get freaking slick. It's when the Tony Stewart's of the world used to come to life and pop off two, three, four wins. Yeah, I think that's when Eric Jones gets better too, but yeah. continue your list. So, so Blaney two and Truex, I had two guys winning. That's 11. I got Christopher Bell winning a race at some point. He's been fast. He was super fast yesterday. Came back from two laps down with a loose wheel to finish fourth. I could see him winning a race. And that's about oh, Reddick. Reddick was the other one that I thought would probably win a race. But you got, but that's still, that's what is that, 11 or 12 now? It doesn't 12. leave a lot of spots. 12. What about Logano? You got Logano. I, they're not, they don't have the speed right now. They're the Fords in general, I don't think, have speed to win right now. Logano's off. I, you know, I, I, I could see Harvick winning I think a race because he's, he's I, been. Yeah. Sneaky, like sneaky, quick at times. Yeah, I mean, your other guys are Logano, uh, Eric Amarola, Harvick, Jones, Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch. Maybe he's back there twentieth. You got a plate race. You got to factor in in Daytona. Um, I think you probably get to like thirteen, fourteen ish, maybe depending on who wins the plate race. But you know, Daytona's going to be. It, oh, it's it always is. That was the. I mean, that was a great idea. I mean, I don't know that I love spotting that race, but now from a fan standpoint, I mean, you couldn't have a better cutoff. I can race. tell you right now, I'm going into that race in a must win situation. 100. percent So I, that that's a guarantee right now. Well, not guaranteed. We could 
you know, we were fast yesterday. I thought, um, uh, you know, I thought Matt and we showed a lot of speed, especially Chris getting the pole and running good all day. It was a, a good shot in the arm for the company and, and, um, it was good to see him running up there, but you know, making up points and stuff's going to be a, we're going to, we're probably going to be at Daytona. I mean, I honestly think you're in a must win situation. If you're, I mean, even like Jones, yeah, you know, probably, like, you know, these, like these guys, the only, I I can only see two or three spots being filled by point guys. So that's Blaney's like second in points right now. I think, uh, true X is up there. Top seven or eight, you know, those guys might be a little bit safe on points, but other than that, like yeah, everybody else, I think has to be thinking they need to win. I tell you, man, but blind squirrels find nuts sometimes, right? That's the way it works. But when I look at the Dovers and the Darlingtons and the Charlottes and the ones that are coming, those are grown men racetrack. Like when you look at the history of our sport, you don't see fluke winners at those places very, very often. No, but I mean, you also Not like really. I could easily, I could very easily see Tyler Reddick winning this week. You could see Tyler Reddick is he's fast enough to win. Anywhere. You could see Tyler winning. You could see Martin winning. I mean, heck, you know, Brad's, Brad's good there right too now. if they hit the setup I, right. I've watched Denny Hamlin race his entire career. That guy coming off of he had the fastest car yesterday, oh. hands down, without a doubt. Terrible luck. Got in a wreck with Cody Ware. Had to lose wheel. Denny Hamlin will be gunning. Bla- guns are blazing when he gets to Darlington That's, this weekend. I laughed about, you know, so I saw a couple posts last night that were like, oh, let, you guys need to talk about the Hendrick dominance. Let me tell you something. JGR was wearing him out yesterday. Hamlin took off. He was gone. The 18 was going to win the race if the wheel don't fall off the 16 after Denny fell out. I mean, I, I understand they won races, and now they've got all four of their drivers with a win in the first 11 races, which I don't think has never been done before. But, I mean, yesterday they were not – it wasn't like they were dominating the race yesterday. The 11 and 18 were going to win the race until they had issues. Denny will be no crew chief and, and guns blazing when he gets to Darlington. That's what I think. Moving on, the same topic of Darlington, NASCAR is requiring car numbers be moved forward on the Darlington throwback paint schemes. TJ, spot on, spot off. Let's go to you first, because your car looks the dumbest like this. I I mean, whatever. (laughs) It is what it is. I don't know if I agree with, you know, one scheme or the other more. Like, it it doesn't fit like a... the throwback theme, in my opinion, if you're throwing it back, the reason all the throwback schemes looked right when they would do them is because that's where the numbers were to start with. But, you know, this is a it's a new car. It's a new generation. So I'm OK giving it a shot. Well, I mean, we don't have a choice, but from a marketing perspective, you can't win here because you're trying to build equity in this new look and yet you're trying to throw it back. Well, you can't do both at the same no. damn time. I mean, you literally cannot win with this particular paint scheme and calling it throwback weekend when in reality your numbers are in the 2022 location and not the same location they were in for the first two million years you were around. So NASCAR, you know, do I think they made the wrong decision from a throwback perspective? I would say yes. From a new car branding perspective they don't want to lose the equity they've gained and potentially confuse maybe the new fans or even they don't want to wake up all the idiots that were screaming and jumping up and down and throwing stuff at them i was one of them forever moving it to start with so nascar can't win right here no i mean and it's not like this is some kind of hill i'm willing to die on by any means but Listen, you're taking you want to have a throwback paint scheme weekend. Well, these paint schemes were designed off of where the numbers are placed. And you look at TJ's car, you're running the Viagra car that Mark Martin ran, and it's got a big gigantic circle on the door. Can we get some samples? Where the number 
was. Well, now you've moved the number out of the circle, so now you just have this random blue-ass <laughs> dot on the side of this car. Like, I, I don't understand it. I Like Brett said, it's either throwback weekend or it's not. If you're going to do a throwback weekend, let's do a throwback weekend. If we want to continue to run the numbers forward, let's just run what It looked the like it was going to be easy to spot, so I kind of like it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it looked like it was going to uh, be just easy. Just follow the one with the blue dot on well, the listen, door. Listen, you, you saw what me and Herman the deal with at Richmond. Oh, my goodness. They, they don't <laughs> do you guys any favors over there. Uh, but I need to call Steve Newmark and fix this problem. Uh, I mean. We told him it was good for short tracks, but anything bigger than that, we're <laughs> Good luck. I I love Steve Newmark, by the way. President of Roush Racing, great guy, longtime friend. Door Bumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. Fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current series hats, apparel, die-cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that aren't available anywhere else, like the exclusive Door Bumper Clear Justin Allgaier autograph die cast that sold out in less than two weeks. RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear, shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Oh, TJ's cool, and Freddie kisses Hamlin's ass every chance he gets. AC's beautiful, but she never ever picks her up. But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks, now the pasta's getting high. Hell yeah, it's gonna It's time for Reaction Theater. Oh, uh, let's hit interaction theater. Call number one. That damn tamale, that DBC car looks so damn good on the track, <laughs> fellas. That you? Damn, that looks good. Yeah, me. <laughs> Sexy. Look, even though Justin came in second, I still think we beat Barry to the line by half a straightaway because of those three big ass guts on the front <laughs> of that car. JRM for the win. Let's go. Agree. Well, hey, at least Cody Ware did his donuts down the front stretch this week and not down pit road. That's That's the same guy. Second and third caller. Sound like the same guy. It did sound similar. Uh, Interesting. We we really. Jason's give a is really low today and it's starting to get on my nerves. Hey, just so you know, somebody was going to call and and give Brett a problem on some guy that was on the front stretch. He said you gave him some bad advice or something. I said, call in, leave a message. I, I I can fully understand Brett giving somebody bad advice. I want a bunch of money. Well, so the we can problem is that so they I actually I took it. I did just well go back on that call there. Just another good job by that team to stay out of the headlines for another week. That new Joe Gibbs pit choreography pretty damn fast. They were able to get a three tire pit stop done faster than the rest <laughs> of the field and get their cars off of pit road one two. Oh wait, was that a tire? 
He's not lying. And I think that was the same pit, st- pit cycle Bell had his loose wheel also. So gotta, yeah, I think so. It's faster's not always better. If my future was uncertain like Martin Truex Jr.'s, a top five sounds pretty good right now. Instead, he ends up smashed by the watermelon man. What an idiot. Martin Truex's Jr. is his his future is what? Uncertain. How uncertain is Martin Truex Jr.'s future, TJ? I don't think Martin Truex Jr.'s future is very uncertain. I think when Martin says he's done, he's gone on his own terms. I wish my own future was as uncertain as his one. I, I would hate to be a professional race car driver, Xfinity Series champ, Cup Series champ, won all those races, super freaking rich, and my future be so uncertain. This guy has no f***ing idea what he's talking about right here. You know, it'd be like me putting a bottle of Fireball in front of you and Brett and saying, this bottle's future is uncertain. <laughs> that, is, that is a very, very strong analogy. <laughs> the funniest thing you've said all year. <laughs> TV and NASCAR don't have a attracting new fan base problem. They have a screwing over their loyal fan base problem. You have the biggest crowd at Dover I've ever seen and you don't adjust the start time for the weather and they all who didn't get to come back miss one of the better races I've seen at Dover in a really long time. And then not to mention the fact you just FS1 leaves in such a hurry and doesn't even bother to interview Truex. What are we doing here? I think, listen, so that hour up deal, I believe, has to be done 24 hours in advance, correct? And I think that they all just got kind of caught with their pants down. I think that they thought it was going to rain later in the night, and it didn't. But if we were starting two hours earlier instead of three o'clock, like we've talked about a thousand times on here, you don't have to worry about moving it up at all. So they were caught. Here's what I don't get. This is where I'm confused. TV wants ratings, right? TV wants numbers. That's all we hear about. Well, if you want, if ratings are your sole priority, why don't we move everything to Fox? Because that's where the ratings are double what they are when we're on cable. So it's almost like a double-edged sword with the stories that you're hearing. But I mean, look, Sky ain't wrong. Um, You have to weigh the averages. Again, somebody dropped a ball on moving a race up an hour. They had time. They could have done it. They didn't do it. Dover was crazy on Kyle Busch's birthday. One lap led by Haley, Cody Ware is spinning daily, and Denny lost a tire on pit lane. Yeah, Dover was crazy, but Elliot beat the brakes off Chastain. <laughs> I don't realize it was Kyle's birthday. Yeah, it, it was. was Kyle's birthday. He was undefeated on his birthday until it, yesterday. What'd you give him, Jason? Uh, a lot of M&Ms. It sounds like Kyle gifted himself another trip to sensitivity training on his birthday. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> God. Oh. Some, so so yeah. your previous driver had his birthday, but your current driver, Chase, won. So, Justin Allgaier was my driver at Dover. So what did you do to celebrate Chase's win last night? Uh, Justin Allgaier was my driver at Dover. I love how he acts like he doesn't have favorites. Yeah, no kidding. I Cheer against Jairus. Get that scared out of your face and tell everybody the truth that you're a big Chase Elliott fan. I cheer for drivers that I want to see do well, and then I cheer against a lot of drivers. (laughs) Why don't don't we just call Andrew Curland right now and ask him who your favorite driver is? He's busy putting diesel in his... In his Tesla. That's still one of the still one of the best stories ever. What an idiot. How'd you even get it in there? Well, I had to work it a little bit. <laughs> Jeez, there's a reason for that. 
Bless y'all's heart. Uh, your oh, to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones on the show each week. Offer pad, question of the week. If you could buy your family a new home today, what is one thing you'd want different than your current home? TJ. <laughs> Uh, a bookcase that had a secret passage in it that I could not tell anybody about. And it only I could get in it to a secret room. Where, he's a bat cave. Yeah, where it's soundproof. And <laughs> well, I was thinking tornado shelter, kind of along those same lines, but I'll just go with a bigger bar. I could always use a bigger bar. Bourbon collection's growing. I need more I need, more space. The only thing I need in my house, which I'm not going to need it anymore because Brett's going to get one, is a pool. No. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just, I don't know. That's the only thing I hey, really Hey, guess who's like getting a pool? My Dude. neighbor across the street that sent us a nice little text Jonathan message. Davis is getting the pool? Yeah, he's getting a pool. Oh, we're going over to Jonathan's house. Dude, because you, man. We're going to look like the caddies in Caddyshack when they go running in the pool area. He already mows his shirt with his shirt off, and it is not something I <laughs> want to try. How do you mows, mow your shirt? He mows the lawn. He mows the lawn. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He mows the lawn with his shirt off out there, and then, like, I mean, I that's, know he's just going to get in the pool afterwards. So that's probably a nice sight. Yeah, it is a nice sight. I'm all, <laughs> it's just, you know, in his element. <laughs> oh, go get a cash offer in your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Okay. Anyways, it's time for us to get into our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? And we will start with TJ. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. It's going to be Chris Busher getting the pole this week. Um, super fast, got up on the wheel, got it done in both rounds, and got the pole for RFK. Ready. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment has to go to the 7 Xfinity car. He was the fastest car on the racetrack right up until I jinxed him on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, only finished second, but the seven I thought was the best car for the majority of the day yesterday, uh, Saturday. Uh, my Xfinity X5 series, more than fast moment, was pretty easy, man. I think uh, the Chase Elliott move around Ross Chastain, it's very, very difficult to pass um, on restarts at a lot of tracks. Dover's one of those places, so for Chase to get that great restart, take the lead. Congratulations to Chase Elliott and his massive, rabid fan base, including our producer, Jason Schultz. That's cap. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? It's Xfinity X5. With a speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, do not forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you, as always, to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Cap? Yeah. Somebody explain to me. What's cap mean? Is that cut out? Is that crap? If we just keep saying Jason loves Chase. My daughter's walking around going, slay. And I'm like, I know what slay slay means. We're going to cut somebody out right here? What's cap? What's slay mean? I I don't know. Like slay is... Slay? uh, 
What does that mean? I've heard Slay is like you're killing it. Let's let our listeners tell. So let me ask Freddie what you think cap means. Don't don't do that because God only knows what our listeners are going to say. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We'll reveal it next week. Cap. C A P. That's cap. So you said. That's a fact. Does it mean that? No. No. It must mean like cut out. Like he's cutting it out. No, no, he's cutting it out. I've heard it before, but I don't know. I have any idea what it means. It won't make it to the show. Yes, we'll do We'll do a Gen Z vocabulary lesson one day. Yeah, I'm not going to. Oh, no. yeah. Let's do that next week. Jesus. Because okay. I need to know week. all about these FOMOs and caps and slays. I can't believe you didn't know a FOMO. What means. did she say? It, it, it reminds me of when Carson came on our show years ago and she was talking about being in somebody's fields. And I was like, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. easy. What, is, what does that mean? Well, now yeah. I know what that means. In Paisley. It pays. That's that could be dangerous. Occasionally, a lot of bad things can happen now. But in my fields, was like this is back to those those roots again, Jason. So we're going to need say? a list. He what does she say after before she had the baby? She was going on one more. Uh, it's like baby a, moon. Oh yeah, like I'd never even heard of that before. We just keep making up stuff. I need okay. a baby moon. Jeez. So we need we need a list, Jason. All right, don't I'll, forget. I'll work on a list. I'm serious. I want I want your. I want your 10 most high priority words that Freddie and I <laughs> and TJ are not going to know what it means. Okay. And Sounds also good. bring all guys fire suit. Cause now I really want to see Brett try and fit in it. Uh, no, I don't Moving see on that. to what an idiot. What an idiot, man. This one's easy for me this week. This is probably the easiest one I've ever had. I don't know how many weeks we've done. What an idiot. I got a pretty easy one, too. I hope it's not the same one. I hope it's not, too. This guy, had a, he was having a great hair day Oh, in his mugshot. He was sporting a big old oh. 2022 afro. His name is Daniel Dye. Daniel Dye, to me, was. <laughs> it sounds like to me he was acting like a normal young kid. He was dirty dancing on some other dude. Another dude didn't like it. Another dude pushed him. And when the guy pushed him, Daniel Dye proceeded to punch him in the balls. <laughs> And when he punched him in the balls, he ruptured his testicle. I don't want to talk about this. And when he ruptured his testicle, Daniel Dye had charges filed against him. And I have grew up in a really small town where a lot of really bad things happen, but you never, ever break rule number one of the man code and punch another man or kick another man in between his legs and hit Ugh. the crown jewels. So Daniel Dye, you win, hands down, my 2022, not just this week, my hands down what an idiot award. Because you never do that. Arca driver, right? Yeah. Arca driver. All you got to go do he is was, Google. He was leading. The you just Dow do. Lager. He's second to Arca championship when he pulled this stupid stunt. So all you kids out there listening, don't think you can't screw up a good thing because you can't. All you got to do is Google Daniel Dye, D-Y-E arrested. You will see this beautiful mugshot and a nut puncher. <laughs> uh, TJ. Uh, puncher. Go, let Freddie go first. Uh, mine went first. Mine, I mean, second. Mine is very easy for me as well. And I saw this a couple weeks ago, but now it's relevant because it's coming up this week. Whoever decided that we needed a fake marina at the Miami Grand Prix, who the um, what the f- is that thing? Like I know, like the Monaco atmosphere is probably playing into this, but. This looks ridiculous. I don't understand. Well, if you look at where the track is relative to a marina, you might understand. If you wanted a marina, build the f***ing track near a marina. This looks ridiculous. Believe me, I think the entire neighborhood (laughs) would agree because I'm from there and I can't tell you how many people have protested this race. I just want to know what meeting they were like. I would go. I would leave here right now if I didn't have to work this weekend. 
and I would drive to Miami and I would park my fat ass on one of them boats in that marina and be just as happy as any human being in America. <laughs> you and Tom Brady and LeBron and Michael Jordan. I, out. You give me a boat and water. I don't care. There it's is the no water. They're it's putting vinyl. water in it. No, it's vinyl. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's still going to be the place to be. That is going to be. I'd love to see you laying in that vine, laying in that the water. place to be. I wish I was there. Jeez, oh man, it looks ridiculous. I'm gonna get you a. T- I'll get you one of them big round floats. We'll just sit you on the on the on the wood, and you can sit in it way backwards. So when you get your pool, they're just gonna put a sticker it's out gonna back. Be, so I don't it's think, gonna be a concrete pad with a, <laughs> a sticker on it. Around. I, I truly don't think I'm rich enough to buy my way into there. I will admit that. But if I could get in there. And I did not have to work this weekend. I would go do but that. But you could. It, that doesn't need to be. A, that doesn't need to be the case. It could just be a bar that's really cool looking, overlooking the racetrack. Bikinis and beer on a boat. How can you get mad about that in freaking Miami? I you mean, they'll still probably not, be wearing bikinis anyways. Because when it's it not is a real Miami. boat, you can't wear bikinis if you're not on a boat. Have you been to Miami? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I literally am from there. I know. So you wear a bikini around in Miami? <gasps> TJ, who's your I, one idiot? Um, <laughs> I'm going to send the same topic. I was thinking about this. I saw somebody for a standing room only at the Formula One race. Do you know how much it is? You can't even get a seat for ten grand, two thousand dollars just to go in there and stand. Wow, that's what somebody paid was paying for a ticket to go there. That is an idiot. So yeah, I told you I can't afford to go on that boat. No, I mean, if, water. If, if you can't, if you have to pay two thousand to go stand there, how much do you think it costs to to get a seat or even be on a you know on a oh, a boat? I'm on a boat. Buy me a boat. I'd love to take my boat. Oh, my bad. You ain't got a boat. You ain't got a boat. Maybe Dale will let you borrow his. Or Mike Davis's. Since that would park it down in the infield F1 race. Yeah, he could. I think it's it's interesting that F1 and NASCAR head-to-head in America. That's a big deal. I think, is it same? Are we starting at the same time? Yeah, same time. Heads up. And they're on ABC. Ooh. And, and the cups on FS1. Yeah, we'll beat them. But and she doesn't want to be against the IndyCar race. We may not beat them. <laughs> I, I was know. just I, making a statement because I know what it's like to play and stuff like easy that. Easy, Sassy. I don't know. I, I mean, I think we beat them, but I don't think we beat them by as much as we should. We may not beat them. ABC, man, that's a big deal. ABC a big versus game. FS1. Is F1's gonna... making a lot of strong moves. Well, according to Twitter, and I think it was Adam, he tweeted that the Formula One race in Miami was the most desirable tickets of the year so and the coda race was for them or like i mean look you you get to miami you're super multicultural right you're super wealthy people down there i mean i've I've been out there on star island i've obviously spent a lot of nights in south beach i mean normally a south beach hotel is 800 bucks a night if it's worth a crap and that's without a freaking f1 race being there so um everybody this time of year would love to be in miami i mean all you you know, Yankees and Midwesterners are still freezing and snowing out there. Like, I'd, I'd rather be in Miami than where you guys are. So, like, I can agree with that. I can understand why. Let's look and see how much a hotel room is. They're doing a lot of things right, right now. Flights are expensive because I was supposed to go home this weekend. It is, yeah. believe me, you don't want to be in Miami this weekend. It is going oh, to I want to be there. Well, Same. if really you bad. had, like, Same. access, I couldn't go. I actually disagree. I think Miami would be a fabulous place I would place like to, to have her look up the edition with Mary. I would like to be at the oh, edition. Yeah. I saw uh, Chance the Rapper. Is that his name? Yep. He was there last time I was there. Give me a room at the edition. Give me a reservation at Joe Stone Crab, and give me a ticket to the F1 race. I'd be there in a heartbeat. But what kind of ticket? Standing room I don't only? give a shit. A ticket on, on a boat if I get to pick. Why are you not singing? There's a song written about Miami. You haven't even sang it yet. Which one? Welcome, Welcome to, to Miami. Miami. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't sing the other part when it's when it's not American. <laughs> Vendido a Miami. That's <laughs> right. Bienvenido. 
Is that what it is? I think so. Oh. I think so, too. You want to know how, how much you think a room is at the addition? $2,500. $2,300. was close. One night? One night. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you. it's not even close to the track. <laughs> no, but it's a fun hotel. So oh, I it saw, is. I like that place. See where Lando Norris is putting out on Instagram. I saw about playing golf. Any golfers in Miami, DM me. I'll bet his <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> blew up. Yeah, probably not just from golfers either, so. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on to my least favorite segment of this week, DBC Picks. Brett, you're doing so good. If we were playing golf, you'd be winning. You got a hole in one. Okay. Seriously, <laughs> I I picked a Hendrick huh. driver. They were most likely to do well it at It didn't Dover. matter who you guys picked. I was going to win. We know. Because if you'd pick Kyle Busch, I was going to lose. But nobody picked Kyle Busch. I thought about it, too. All right. Well, you, you won with Alex Bowman. The Bowman's. only way you won is because Ross wrecked two X. <laughs> yes, on the last lap. <laughs> I had that <laughs> in the bag. I talked to Ross about that Saturday. <laughs> I had it in the bag. And Brett Ross and Jason are leading everyone to three wins, followed by TJ and Freddie with two, and then me. I'm sorry, with Martin. one. <laughs> Let's make picks for Darlington, and I'll go first. Man, this was tough. <laughs> Why? Because you. Finished. I have a question: Is Martin going to try and retolerate Ross? No. Yeah. Retolerate. Retaliate. What? Retolerate. That's retaliate. No. No. Okay, well, <laughs> it's, uh, I'll go with Denny. I talked you right into that one. You did. Uh, you're good. You, that was you good, took him because I was going to take him. That's a good pick. Hopefully. If I'd have had first pick, that's who I'd have picked. But I don't want to jinx him. Whoa. So I'm it's my know. turn? I've already it picked Denny. I've already picked Denny. Yeah. Oh, I picked him at Phoenix and he sucked. I think Freddie's going to take who I want to take, but. Uh, I don't know who the hell I want. I'm going to take. I don't know who the hell I want. Harrison Burton. Okay, we'll pick for you. I'll take Kevin Harvick. Good, good. I'm uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna take uh, Christopher Bell. That's a big limb. JGR car finished fourth this past weekend, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, that's a huge limb. What an underdog you're going with. I'll take. Ross Chastain. Stepping out. Oh, oh he's going. With a, he's going with a speedy yeah, guy. He likes to like. He goes like from superhero to villain. He does, real man. I, this is. I feel bad about this pick, but you guys are all going for it. So, Tyler Reddick. 
I mean, that's not really. He's usually the fastest till he hits the fence. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I think that Darlington stripe might be uh, I'm going to talk to him this week. He he'll be I, the first one against the wall entering turn three. And he'll be the first one to leave a mark <laughs> the, on it. The first championship he won at Homestead, I was in the garage before the race, and I was like, Tyler, man, your car's really fast. Like, you don't have to go ripping the fence right off the bat. He said, oh, yeah, I do. And he did. <laughs> and he won the championship. So, you know, shows uh, what I know. He was pioneering that up by the wall, the highest car at Dover in the middle of the corner. And I'm, I told Brad, I'm like, look, Brad, there's probably a little bit of speed up there if you can do it, but that's a green racetrack. And yeah. it, it, I think it bit him. Yeah. I think he cut a tire down or he could cut a tire. Moving on, heading into Darlington. Are you guys dressing up for the, you know, throwback theme? Please do. I'm just handing out samples. I don't think any of my throwback stuff will fit, Casey. I think I would have to go buy a Goodwill or a thrift store to come up with something creative. There is one close by. I haven't even, I don't even know if we're running a throwback scheme. Are you running a throwback scheme? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to run a Myrtle Beach and back. I don't really know what my paint scheme is. <laughs> what? Sunny Ledford Band, you'll be on your car. <laughs> yeah, Myrtle Beach. Uh, but, but Darlington, man, it's awesome. Um, I'm so glad we're back there twice a year now because when you go there in September, <laughs> It is so freaking hot. It's almost hard to enjoy it until it gets nighttime. You know what I mean? And now you get to go back in the spring when the weather's still great and um, all the things. But no, I'm I'm excited. I don't I don't do the I don't know about what would you wear for you or me, Casey? You're a you're a big fashion queen. I would wear Beto. bell bottoms. You specifically bell bottoms. I don't think dudes ever wore those. They do actually. Oh, yeah. Dude, yep. you would look good in them. Seriously, collared dude. shirt like halfway down. I mean, I'm not. So you're basically, you want me to dress like John Travolta. That's exactly what I was going to say. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And I want you to roller skate. I want you to roller skate to the finish line. Spotter stand. I can't roller skate anymore. Hey, I I mean, if you're a uh, a DBC fan, uh, you have a challenge to look out for this week. John Hunter reached out and wanted to come on the show. And Mm. I couldn't just say yes. So, because he's never brought me those glasses. So I'm still a little bit bitter about that. But I, I challenged him if he could finish... In the top 10 in both races, which he's uh, running a truck for Kyle Busch, obviously, and he's running Sam Hunt's Xfinity car. John Hunter will be here next week or whenever we can get him get him lined up. So if you're a fan of John Hunter and DBC and you want to see that happen, pull for old... Uh, Does that... I saw that on Twitter. Does that rule apply to you guys too? No, 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 no. no. We're going to be here no matter what. If if that was the case, I would never I hope here. he brings your glasses. John Hunter's a guy... We talked about him this weekend of guys that I would put in some of these cars that are going to come open. He He's a guy... That if I were an owner or team president, I would go get a John Hunter in the Cup will, Series. You will see him at Millbridge a few times to run for Chad. I thought John Hunter ran good in the front row stuff. I would go get him tomorrow to run some of these Cup cars where a lot of these guys are struggling, and it's not easy to figure out. I'm sorry. It is very easy to figure out who's struggling. Just go look at who finishes outside the top 20 every week. If you're doing it every week, guess what? You own the hot seat. Just go look at the point standings. Point standings there's, make it even harder to there, swallow. Can you like put an asterisk by us? Yeah, the guy's down there without a 100-point penalty. Well, you, the name Keselowski is in your team name. I think your guy's okay. Okay, all right. I, don't I think, think you're good. I don't think they're going to fire him. No, I think he's good. Well, as always, thank you all for listening, and thank you to our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, for your support. Off to Darlington. Yes. Yeah, great racetrack. Hope to see you there. Um, and, yeah, say hi to us. Don't speed in McBee. McBee. Don't. Yeah. Blow the one stoplight in Pageland. Nope. And please do not drive your motorhome on the racetrack before the end of the race. <laughs> Will, poor Will. If you see Freddie at the track asking about Columbia, you might have some PTSD. Uh, I don't and know. And have a great week, everyone. We out. Holla. See ya. Word.
This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.